Hi, everyone. It is Jamie here at Madlet Musings. And today I have with me Ruth Douthit, who is writing under R.A. Douthit and just has a new book releasing May 30th called The Doors of Rome. Yay. So excited. Yeah, I'm excited, too. So these are literally Doors of Rome on the <laughs> yeah. cover, correct? <laughs> correct. Yeah, I took a, quite a few pictures myself when we went, but uh, they're nothing compared to the ones I found online. That that picture is really beautiful yeah. from deposit photos. So, yeah, I've been to Rome myself, and I agree. The doors there. I mean, people think yep. it's kind of a cliche, but it's not. There are so many cool doors mm -hmm. in that city. Yeah, and as I was taking pictures, I thought there's got to be a book about this somewhere. I had that in the back of my mind. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> five years later, here it is. <laughs> here it is, and it's releasing. So, okay, let me just for the fun of it, um, and to spare you the awkward question of tell me what your book's about, I'm just going to read the summary. Okay. Right up. So it is Salt of the Earth housewife Millie Devonshire enjoys making a home for her husband and going on therapy jogs with her best friend yet millie feels adventure is missing from her life middle-aged childless and married to it all too practical walter millie is consistently told to wait until retirement for their adventurous life to begin wah, wah. <laughs> that sound effect was mine just want to throw that in there that's not that's not actually in the summary one day she enters a photography contest and wins first prize an all expense paid trip to rome for two Certainly Walter will agree to go on this free adventure with her, right? Aww. When Walter declines because he's up for a promotion at work, Millie decides to make her own dreams of adventure come true. She heads to Rome with her best friend and running partner, Edith, instead. Yet Edith has her own demands. She'll only go if Millie runs the Rome Marathon. Sounds exhausting. With her. <laughs> when Millie and Edith arrive in Rome, they have no idea how their lives are about to be turned upside down and how many other lives will be transformed forever. Always kind, always cheer, cheery, and always hopeful. The indomitable, I like that word, Millie takes Rome by storm and learns some of life's greatest lessons along the way. If you don't invest in love, you'll lose it. And sometimes you have to leave someone behind to get their attention. Which makes me think Walter might play a little bit more into the story than just the, the deadbeat husband that's yeah, up for promotion. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, definitely. He does. He does. Super fun. Okay. So first of all, tell me a little bit, is this marathon, this Rome marathon, is it a real thing? Yes. I, I ran it in 2018. You did? Yeah. So I used part of that as the story. I kind of combined, I had read the book Enchanted April and watched that movie years ago and loved the premise of these, you know, middle-aged housewives in frustrating marriages renting an Italian castle. They rented a home in an Italian mm -hmm. castle to have an adventure. And so that always stayed in the back of my mind. And then, of course, when I experienced Rome itself, mm -hmm. the beauty of it, and then the Rome Marathon and what happened to me. And so I kind of just combined it all together. Um, I told my husband the premise of the story when we got back from Rome and, mm -hmm. and he, he didn't like the ending. So I twisted, I changed the ending and he was like, yeah, okay, that's a, that's a really good story. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things that I like about the story too, is you're not dealing with um, heroines that are, you know, in their late twenties and early thirties, but you've got a middle-aged yes. um, heroine that I think a lot of readers are going to relate to. 
You know, I've already been getting reviews and a lot of the readers are saying that they like how they're like, I'm going to buy this for my mom, or mm. I totally, you know, identify with Millie because of where I'm at. And, and I kind of wanted it that way because of the book, the famous book and movie, Mrs. Harris goes to Paris, you mm. know, women who think that their lives are over with, they're at the autumn or winter stage of their lives and they can't have an adventure. And I say horse hockey. Yes, you can. <laughs> you might have to make your own, but if right. you're married to a practical man who's like, we'll do all that when we're retired again, horse hockey, do it now. Life <laughs> is too short. So I kind of had to nudge my husband to say, you know, to convince him to go to Rome for our 30th mm-hmm. wedding anniversary. But when we were there, he was so appreciative. He said, I'm glad we did this. I'm really glad we didn't yeah. wait. So that's kind of like the point of the book. Don't wait, do it now. Don't wait, you know. So do you explore, I mean, there's two different types of relationships really in this book that it seems like you're exploring. One would be the relationship between two best friends who go on an adventure together. And then the other is, I don't want to say a troubled marriage, just kind of a marriage that may be on a plateau. Yes. Is that a better way of describing it? That's exactly right. I mean, they love each other, but Mm -hmm. he's just so frugal and practical and he wants to put things off until retirement. Okay. But Millie kind of feels like, well, her best friend, Edith, is a very famous author. And so she's got money and she relaxes and enjoys life, but she lost her husband. And so Millie saw that, how it affected Edith losing her husband. And these eight, this age is very, very difficult. Yeah. And so Millie starts to become concerned that maybe if they put things off and put things off, it might be too late, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it is, it's two friends close in age. They've known each other all their lives. And now they're on this adventure challenging each other. Edith's kind of like the foil, you know, she, she challenges Millie, keeps her perspective right on point, Mm -hmm. but also encourages her, inspires her. Millie just loves her to death because she's so blunt. You know, Edith is just so blunt and sure. to the point, you know, but she admires her because she encompasses, you know, that adventure spirit. And when she goes to Rome, she tells her, don't just look at it, smell it, listen to it, you know, really involve all the senses when you're yeah. in Rome yeah. and in Florence and then, you know, in all the, <laughs> the Vatican. And so she really challenges Millie to go outside that comfort zone. And then Walter, you know, he has plateaued. He's kind of settled into this groove that frustrates Millie, but they, but they do love each other, but she is challenged into thinking like a lot of women, you know, our age do where we're kind of like getting that sense of resentment, you know, Mm -hmm. well, if he really believed in me, you know, he would have come. Mm -hmm. And so it's tempting to fall into that trap too. So she's kind of tempted to do that as well. But Millie loves him. She sends him text messages while she's there. She writes emails to him every night, sends him photographs because she really wants him to feel like he's with her. But, you know, she just gets frustrated because he never replies to any of her messages, her voicemails, her text messages, her emails. So the resentment starts to build and build and you can't see where it's going. Yeah, all these stories start forming in your head of what's he up to? Mm-hmm. Have we, Why doesn't he care? Yeah. Has he forgotten all about me? Mm-hmm. Maybe he's glad I left to go right. to Rome, yeah. right? <laughs> and Millie, being the middle child of in a big family, she mm-hmm. has always felt unseen and unheard. So it frustrates her. She's starting to think, you know, Walter doesn't even see me. 
Mm -hmm. I'm just there. Mm -hmm. I cook and clean and I'm just there. He doesn't see me. Mm -hmm. And so Edith kind of challenges her, you know, or is that true? Or are you just thinking that way, Mm -hmm. you know, stick with what's true. So it's kind of a, there's some, you know, there's a lot of Christian principles in there in that Millie starts to resent him and think I can do this on my own. Maybe I could even live in Rome by myself. You know, Mm -hmm. she starts to go down that dangerous path. Right. Yeah. So how do you, um, because I'm, I'm going to assume there's a happily ever after to the story. <laughs> However, um, you know, you're dealing with a pretty deep topic of where you find your fulfillment. Yeah. And um, how do you incorporate Millie's faith journey in finding that fulfillment um, and even being willing to lose something mm-hmm. um, to find a, a, a contentment with where God has her in life? Mm. I put in Judith. Now, when Edith went, when Millie wins the contest, she goes over there with five other winners and they're allowed to bring their significant others. There's a mom and daughter group. There's a father son group. And there's like a light romance happening there. There's a happily married couple. And then there's a couple who are struggling in their marriage. And then there's Millie and Edith. And so I put Judith in there and she's the wife in the marriage where things are not going very well. And Judith is like the nemesis. She's very jealous of Millie's Mm -hmm. talent and she kind of nudges Millie's resentment. So it'll grow along with her resentment toward her husband, George, you know, so I put Judith in there so that Millie can see what uh, a woman who lacks contentment looks like. And that's Judith. Mm -hmm. She's not content with having won this all expenses paid trip to Rome. She's not content with being in Rome. She's not content with having won this contest, you know? And so Millie sees that this is what unhappiness looks like. Do you really want it? Mm -hmm. And then I put a happy married couple in there too. And at first Millie's jealous of them, but then she starts to appreciate them and and think maybe I should be like that when I get home with Walter Mm -hmm. too. So it is, it has a lot to do with contentment. And being happy where God puts you, being grateful for the things that God has given you. And so in the father-son duo that she meets, uh, Ben is an older gentleman, and he kind of convinced his son to enter the contest and win. So his son took him with him on this trip. And Ben is kind of like the words of wisdom. He sees where Millie's going. So he meets with her and he's like, you know, you got to remember why you fell in love with Walter in the first place. Yeah. And that you you know, need to accept him for who he is and not start to fill your heart with all this resentment and get hardened. Right. So he kind of reminds her, and I think it's good for the readers, you know, to read that too, to be reminded we, with social media and everything, we get so caught up in the comparison, you know, right. thing. we yeah. start to compare and how come I don't have that. And I want that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I kind of wanted the readers to see that too that um, it matters. So the the Rome Marathon, the way it plays out is when I ran it, I kind of signed up with a a bit of arrogance. I only gave myself like three months to train. And my husband was like, are you sure that's enough time? And I said, oh, I just ran a race a few months ago. (laughs) Muscle memory, you know, I can do it. I've run so many marathons. That's no big deal. I got this. I got this. Well, when I hit the wall at mile 16, that was Oof. a shocker because I usually yeah. don't hit the wall to like mile 20. So I hit them all at the quarter mile. So. <laughs> 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 but 
So, you know, I had this big, huge dose of humility. I had to sit down at the side mm. of the road, which is something a marathoner never mm -mm. does. But no. I had to swallow my pride and I bowed my head and said, God, please forgive me for doing this. Mm. You're right. I shouldn't trust in myself. I shouldn't trust in my training. I should have put my trust in you. And when I said, amen, um, that's when the Lord sent me help in this local participant in the marathon named Sal came along and he helped me and we walked together for nine miles mm -hmm. and he showed me all the sites in Rome where he grew oh, up no. and what this fountain was and what that fountain was and and the Lord really used him to remind me um, sometimes you need someone to come alongside you and help yeah. you you have to be humble and admit you need help mm -hmm. and sometimes you need to just walk Mm. And for a marathoner, we see walking as weak, you know? Sure. Yeah. But he, but Sal kept telling me, walk, don't run, walk. And mm. so it was great to walk nine miles. My body got strong again, and we ran the last mile across the finish line. So okay. there was like this story that needed to be told uh, for the Christian, you know, sometimes you need to walk mm -hmm. and not run. Sometimes mm -hmm. you need to rest and cry out to God to finish the race strong. Yeah. And sometimes he sends someone alongside you to help you get through it. So yeah. that's why I added that part in the race. And Millie, she has that humiliating moment too and starts to realize God's talking to her. She she was so panicked as she prayed near the side of the road. Do, do you see me, God? Do you hear mm -hmm. me? You know? Yeah. Yeah. She always felt unseen and unheard in her marriage, in her childhood. And so she thought, I'm sure God doesn't see me here. Yeah. So she just needed to learn to trust God again and uh, listen to that voice inside, you know, and walk, mm -hmm. not run. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's so true. I mean, and you look at, yeah, it's kind of funny as I get older and approach middle age. <laughs> <laughs> what is Absolutely. middle age? Should we define this? No, let's not. Let's not define it. <laughs> well, since um, we all lived 110, it's now 50 years old, 55 years old. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So as I approach middle age, <laughs> thanks, Ruth. Um, <laughs> you know, but so much of that is um you know I okay I'm stuttering now because I'm trying to take my thoughts and put them into words which is <laughs> a miracle in and of itself that I'm able to get them out sometimes <laughs> but I was thinking the other day of when I was in my early 20s like even pre-marriage like I was everything in life was laid ahead like this massive adventure the romance was yet to come motherhood was yet to come the dreams the travel um all of that was yet to come. And now I'm like, I've got kids that are getting, well, I've got one that's a teenager and I've got another one that's close. And, you know, I've been married for 23 years, not saying I'm bored, but you know, it's like, you kind of hit this point where you're like, but mm -hmm. I don't want to sound negative, but like, what's next mm -hmm. or what's left? Like, now do I just get ready to die? <laughs> I you know. know you can get I'm stuck not, in that groove. Yes, yes. And you're just kind of like, oh, this is so not what I expected to be like when I was in my late 40s. Um, so it's fun to hear stories like what you were just sharing with the your actual race, uh, but then also have books like this that come out that show that, hey, 
there's still a lot of life left to live. Yes, life's too short. You have yeah. to get out there and do it. Even if you have to make your own adventure, do it. Go mm -hmm. travel where you always wanted to go. You know, I'm, I'm 56 and that's the age my sister was when she passed away mm -hmm. and she didn't get to do all the things she wanted to do. Her mm -hmm. life was you know, taken like that. Yeah. So her daughters are now doing things. They've traveled, they're going back mm. to school, they're having kids, you know, they're living their lives. So I always learn from that and yeah. don't put off what you can do right now. You yeah. Know? Yeah. All right. So this is your call, everyone to go book a ticket to Rome. <laughs> And in, and get in the Rome Marathon. And the Ooh, first person to call April. me and Ruth with a free ticket for us, we will come with you on this trip. That's your prize. No. <laughs> I'm there. I'll run the marathon with you too, if you go. I will not run the marathon. <laughs> I will cheer Ruth on as she runs the marathon. Oh, no, my. seriously, I was so proud of myself when I ran a mile. That like I just got to I got to brag. <laughs> I didn't start racing until I was forty. Really? Are you serious? So I got to brag about that too. My husband was awesome. the one who challenged us. Yeah. He said, Hey, before we turn 41, let's run our marathon. And I was like, as naive oh, sure. yeah, and oh, so I got bit by the bug. And yeah. so you don't have to put off, you know, do it now, but mm -hmm. just because you're in your forties or fifties doesn't mean you can't do it. So. Right. Right. Well, that's so true. So. It's going to hurt, but yeah. You know. yeah. <laughs> and there's other things you can do. Too. You don't have to run a marathon. You could do, you could do like a movie marathon. There you go. A, a Netflix marathon. movie marathon. <laughs> book marathon. We're doing an Avengers marathon this weekend. Oh, I know that's for sure. <laughs> that sounds nice. We just, we did that over the winter with our kids. We did. Those are fun. They are Those so are the much fun, fun kind of marathons where yes. you're not, you don't wake up sore the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> Although I would say if you were going to get me to run a marathon, if you tempted me with Rome, I would be oh, tempted to, yeah. It was so amazing. I didn't even feel pain till like mile eight, uh, mm. the fountains and the ruins that you run mm -hmm. by the pyramids, by the Circus Maximus. And then I found myself at the Vatican mm. at mile 11 with the Pope giving mass. And it, oh. it was just magical. Yeah. Yes, that's just, really if cool. you're going to do one, do that mm -hmm. one. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right. I will put that on the low side of my bucket list and if I get to that point <laughs> but until then read the doors of until Rome. then I was just gonna say until you then, feel like you're there yeah who want to live vicariously through Millie and pretend that yes. we are Millie um you can go out and get the doors of Rome it releases May 30th so if you are listening to this on the day the podcast release it releases today and um you can get it on Amazon and um what else am I missing, Ruth? What else do we need to well, And about? it's got a uh, recipe for authentic Italian uh, lasagna bolognese at oh. the back of the book. So, because food right there. is a very important part of this book. <laughs> sold, sold, sold. I had I had lasagna in Florence. Mm. And My did too, yeah. I have never had lasagna like that mm -hmm. ever again. This one had, I know. This one had bacon bits in it. Oh. But not like dehydrated bacon bits. No. I'm like they actually like fried the bacon. And they yeah, bruschetta. It up and I think they call it bruschetta or something. Is that oh. what it is? Oh, I'm not Italian, but I want it so bad. I can still taste it. And it's been yep. 10 years. Oh, I'm telling you. All right, everyone. Free lasagna recipe in the back of this book. If that has not convinced you, I don't know what will. So. <laughs>
<laughs> get out there order the doors of rome um if you do order it if you read it leave some reviews that's yes. really really helpful yes. um so please i would leave love to know Amazon. what you think of it yeah yes. yeah it's, it is helpful for authors too Yes, definitely. I do like to know. And honestly, but it's encouraging. It's encouraging. And even if it's a one star, yes. you know, be honest. Put something. Yeah. Be put honest. something. And sometimes we learn from one stars and sometimes we're like, well, yeah. I agree to disagree. But yeah. leave a review. If, even way. if you just say, I love it. That's perfect. That's great. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to write a whole book summary. <laughs> exactly. They can read the book summary on Amazon. Yes. You just write, I love it. So. All right. Well, Ruth, this is so much fun having you here and I look forward to reading the book and more books coming in the future. So I'm sure you'll be back. Absolutely. Thanks, Jamie.